Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning, for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to the Most High God. Father, we give you the praise and honor. Glory do you. Father, we ask you, Almighty God, to go before us today and make all crooked paths in our lives straight. We ask, Father, that you would guide us in all things and teach us, Father, as we go along in this word today. We ask, Lord, that you enlighten our spirits, our hearts, and our minds, and that you instill in us the things that we need to know. We ask, Almighty God, that you continue to teach us and continue to love and care for us, Lord. We thank you, Almighty God, for all that you have done in our lives. We thank you, O Lord, for your sacrifice for us, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for loving us so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, everyone. So, um... We left off <clears throat> the last time with Pilate's letters to his superiors. And now we're moving on to the trial and condemnation of Pilate. Okay, so let's get started. Now when the letters were come to the city of Rome and were read to Caesar, and no few standing there, they were all terrified, because through the transgression of Pilate, the darkness and the earthquake had happened to all the world, and Caesar, being filled with anger, sent soldiers and con commanded that Pilate should be brought as a prisoner. And when he was brought to the city of Rome, and Caesar heard that he, uh, that he was come, he sat in the temple of the gods above all the senate and with all the army and with all the multitude of his power and commanded that Pilate should stand in entrance in the entrance. And Caesar said to him, most, most impious one, when thou sawest so great signs done by that man, why did this Thou dare to do this, by, by daring to do an evil deed, thou hast ruined all the world. And Pilate said, King and autocrat, I am not guilty of these things, but it is the multitude of the Jews who are participate, who are participate and guilty. And Caesar said, and who are they? Pilate said, uh, saith Herod, Archelaus, Philip, Annas, Cephas, and all the multitude of the Jews. Caesar said, for what cause didst thou execute their purpose? And Pilate said, their nation is seditious and insubordinate and not submissive to thy power. And Caesar said, When they deliver him to thee, thou oughtest to have made him secure, and set him to me, and not consented to them to crucify such a man. 
who was just and wrought such great and good miracles as thou sayest in thy report. For by such miracles Jesus was manifested to be the Christ, the King of the Jews. So you see, <clears throat> by what we're reading here, he had just cause to be scared, but he knew he had to write his superiors as to what transpired. <clears throat> okay, let's continue. And when Caesar said this uh, and himself named the name of Christ, all the multitude of the gods fell down together and became like dust where Caesar sat with the senate and all the people that stood near Caesar were filled with trembling because of the utterance of the word and the fall of their gods. And being seized with fear, they all went away, every man to his house, wondering at what had happened. And Caesar commanded Pilate to be safely kept that he might know the truth about Jesus. And on the morrow... When Caesar sat in the capital with all the Senate, he undertook two questions. Pilate again and Caesar said, Say the truth, most impious one, for though thy impious deed which thou didst commit against Jesus, even here the doings of thy <clears throat> thy evil works were manifested in that the gods were brought to ruin. Say then, who is he that was crucified for his name hath destroyed all the gods? Pilate said, and verily his records are true, for even I myself was convinced by his works that he was greater than all the gods whom we vent who we venerate. And Caesar said, For what cause then didst thou per, uh, perpetrate against him such daring, uh, such daring and doing, not being ignorant of him, or assured, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Uh, or assuringly designing some mischief to my governor, uh, to my government, sorry. And Pilate said, I did it because of the transgression and, and the sediction of the lawless and God, ungodly Jews. And Caesar was filled with anger and held a council with all his senate and officers, and ordered a decree to be written against the Jews. Thus, to Lazarus, who holdeth the first place in the east country, greetings. I have been informed of the audacity perpetrated very recently by the Jews inhabiting Jerusalem and the cities round about and their lawless doings and how they compelled Pilate to crucify a certain God called Jesus, through which great transgression of theirs the world was darkened and drawn into ruin. <clears throat> Determine, therefore, 
with a bodily of soldiers to go to them there at once and proclaim their subjection to the bondage of this decree by obeying and and proceeding against them and scattering them abroad in all nations enslave them and by driving them uh, driving their nation from all Judah as soon as possible show wherever this hath not yet appeared that they are full of evil. And when this decree came into the East Country, Lassinus obeyed through fear of the decree and laid waste all the nations of the Jews and caused those that were left in Judea to go into slavery with them that were scattered among the Gentiles that it might be known by Caesar that these things had been done by Lassinus against the Jews in the east country and to please him. And again, Caesar resolved to have Pilate questioned and commanded a captain, Albius by name, to cut off Pilate's head, saying, as he laid hands upon the just man that is called Christ, he also shall fall in like manner and find no deliverance. And when Pilate came to the place, he prayed in silence, saying, O Lord, destroy not me with the wickedness, with the wicked Hebrews, for I should not have laid hands upon thee, but for the nation of lawless Jews because they provoke sedition against me. But thou knowest that I did, did it in ignorance. <clears throat> Destroy me not, therefore, for this my sin, nor be mindful of the evil <clears throat> that is in me. O Lord, in thy servant Pokola, who standeth with me in this the hour of my death, uh, whom thou taughtest to prophecy, that thou must be nailed to the cross. Do not punish her too in my sin, but forgive us and number us in portion of thy just one. And behold, when Pilate had finished his prayer, there came a voice from heaven saying, All generations and families of the Gentiles shall call thee blessed, because under thee, were fulfilled all these things that were spoken by the prophets concerning me. And thou thyself must appear as my witness at my second coming, when I shall judge the twelve tribes of Israel and them that have not confessed my name. And the prophet cut off the head of Pilate, and beheld an angel of the Lord received it. And when his wife Pecola saw the angel coming and receiving his head, she also being filled with joy, forthwith gave up the ghost and was buried with her husband. Okay, let's go into this because this is very, very interesting. Again, not seen in the Bible because these are the lost books of the Bible that were recovered. Okay, so. He has been accused himself of allowing this to happen, 
and now he himself is his head's going to be cut off. But before that's done, let's go back up and see what the Lord says to him just before he is killed. After Pilate pray, after Pilate prays to the Lord, it says a voice from a voice from heaven. Sorry, I have hiccups, guys. Uh, a voice from heaven saying, "All generations and the families of the Gentiles shall call thee blessed, because under thee were fulfilled all these things that were spoken by the prophets concerning me, and thou thyself." Listen to this carefully. Thou thyself must appear as my witness. At my second coming. So, Pilate is going to be a witness at the Lord's second coming. Now, we already have spoken about who the witnesses uh, were going to be. We know that Elijah and Moses, uh, excuse me, Elijah and, uh, uh, gosh, the name slips me. We already know the two uh, people who are supposed to be witnesses at the end. But now here they're telling you, Sorry, I can't pull up the other name because it's not coming. It's there, but it's not coming to my mind. <laughs> but now we're hearing that Pilate, okay, is going to be a witness at Christ's second coming. This is interesting. I shall judge the 12 tribes of Israel and them that have not confess my name and he will be there when that happens and the perfect cut off and the and the prefect cut off Pilate's head and behold an angel of the Lord received it and when his wife Bacola saw the angel commanding and receiving his head she also being filled with joy forthwith gave up the ghost and was buried with her husband I just want to go back up a second because uh, um, if I'm not misunderstanding this, his wife also was um, was taken into possession by uh, by the prefect. And I think I think her punishment was on the cross. Let's see. O Lord, and in thy servant Pocola, who standeth with me in this hour of my death, whom thou taughtest to prophecy that thou must be nailed to the cross. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, let's move on to the death of Pilate. Now, whereas Tiberius Caesar, emperor of Rome, was suffering from a grievous sickness and hearing that there was at Jerusalem a certain physician, Jesus by name, who healed all diseases by his word alone, not knowing that the Jews and Pilate had put him to death, he thus bade one of his attendants, Volusianus, I'm sorry, Volusianus, by name, saying, Go as quickly as thou canst across the sea and tell Pilate, my servant and friend, to send me the physician to restore me to my original health. And Volusianus, having heard the order of the emperor, immediately departed and came to Pilate as it was commanded him. And he told the same Pilate what had been committed to him by Tiberius Caesar, saying, Tiberius Caesar, emperor of Rome, thy Lord, having heard that in this city there is a physician who healeth diseases by his name, by his word alone, earnestly entreateth thee to send him to him to heal his disease. And Pilate was greatly troubled. Uh, Pilate was greatly terrified on bearing, on hearing this, knowing that through envy he had caused him to be slain. Pilate answered the messenger, saying thus, This man was a malefactor, malefactor, and a man who drew after himself all the people. So at the council taken of the wise men of the city, I caused him to be crucified. And as the messenger returned to his longings, he met a certain woman named Victoria. Uh, Veronica, who had been acquainted with Jesus. And he said, O woman, there was a certain physician in this city who healed the sick uh, by his name, by his word alone. Why have the Jews slain him? And the, and she began to weep saying, ah, me, my Lord, it was my God and my Lord whom Pilate thought envy delivered up condemned and commanded to be crucified. Then he grieved greatly and said, I am exceedingly sorrow that I cannot fulfill that for which my Lord have sent me. Veronica said to him, when my Lord went about preaching and I was very unwilling, uh, deprived of his presence, I desired to have his picture painted for me that while I was uh, deprived of his presence, at least the figure of his likeness, might give me consolation. And when I was take, and when I was taking the canvas to the painter to be painted, my lord met me and asked whether I was going. And when I had made known to him the cause of my journey, he asked me for the canvas and gave it back to me printed with the likeness of his venerable face. Therefore, 
If thy Lord will devoutly look upon the sight of this, he will straightly enjoy the benefits of health. Is it likeness of the kind be procured with gold or silver? He asks. No, says she, but with a pious sentiment of devotion. Therefore, I will go with thee and carry the likeness of Caesar to look upon and will return. So, Volusianus, a little bit of my tongue's getting twisted. So, Volusianus came with Veronica to Rome and said to Tiberius the emperor, Jesus, whom thou hast long desired, Pilate and the Jews have have surrendered to an unjust death, and though through envy fastened to the wood of the of the cross. Therefore a certain martyr hath come with me, bringing the likeness of the same Jesus, and if thou wilt devoutly gaze upon it, thou wilt presently obtain the benefits of thy health. So Caesar caused the way to be spread with cloth of silk, and ordered the portrait to be presented to him. And as soon as he had looked upon it, it re it regained his he regained his original health. Then Pontius Pilate was apprehend, apprehended by command of Caesar and brought to Rome. Caesar, hearing that Pilate had come to Rome and filled with exceeding wrath against him and caused him to be brought to him. Now Pilate brought with him the seamless coat of Jesus, and now Pilate brought with him the seamless coat of Jesus and wore it when before the emperor. As soon as the emperor saw him, he laid aside all his wrath and forthwith rose to him and was unable to speak harshly to him in anything. And he who, he who in his absence seemed so terrible and furious now in his presence is found comparatively gentle. And when he had dismissed him, he soon became terribly inflamed against him, declaring himself wretched because he had not expressed to him the anger of his bosom. And immediately he had him recalled, swearing and protesting that he was a child of death and unfitted to live upon earth. And when he saw him, he instantly greeted him and laid aside all fury of his mind. All were astonished, and he was astonished himself that he was so enraged against Pilate while absent and could say nothing to him sharply while he was present. At length, by divine suggestion or perhaps by the persuasion of some Christian, he had himself stripped of the coat and soon resumed against him his original fury of mind. And when the emperor was wandering very much about this, they told him it had been the coat of the Lord Jesus. Then the emperor 
commanded him to be kept in prison till he should take counsel with the wise men that ought to be done with him. And after a few days, sentence was given against Pilate that he should be condemned to the most ignominious death. When Pilate heard this, he slew himself with his own dagger and by such a death put an end to his life. When Pilate's death was made known, Caesar said, truly he has died a more ignominious death whose own hand has not spared him. He was therefore fastened to a great block of stone and sunk in the river Tiberia. But wicked and unclean spirits rejoiced in his wicked and unclean body, all moved about in the water and caused in the air dreadful lightning and tempests, thundering and hail, so that all were seized with horrible fear, on which account the Rom the Romanians dragged him out of the river, Tiberia, brought him away in derision to Vinny, and sunk him in the river Rome. For Vinny means, as it were, way of Gehenna, because it was then a place of cursing, and evil spirits were there and did the same thing. Uh, these men, therefore, not enduring to be so harsh by demons, removed the vessel of cursing from them and sent it to be buried in the territory of Lausania. But when they were troubled exceedingly by the after by the aforesaid vexation, they put it away from them and sunk it in a certain pool surrounded by mountains, where even yet, according to the account of some sundry diabolical contrivance, are said to issue forth. Okay, um, <clears throat> there's a lot to this story. This is another account of supposedly Powett's death by the Creeks. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, we have uh, next 
the lost gospel according to Peter. And then uh, we are getting into the, uh, we are getting into uh, the Book of Eden. Now, I don't quite yet want to dive into the Book of Eden because uh, I wanted to do that as we begin to start over again. Because the Book of Eden, it talks about the uh, the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis. Okay, um, so we will be reading after this um, the book of Enoch. So we're going to stop here today, and tomorrow we will pick up the lost gospels according to Peter. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining our program today. This is Minister Macmillan. Uh, for those of you who would like to reach out and contact me, you can at anchor.fm right slash Linda, L-I-N-D-A dash Macmillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N 9. Or you can reach me at my email, which is McMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75, gmail.com. Or for those of you who like to reach out to me on Facebook, you can uh, just reach out to Linda McMillan, L-I-N-D-A-M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Uh, send me a message and I will hook you up. On that page, you can uh, get hold of any of the podcasts that you might have missed. Uh, and you, if you want to come on the page, uh, just send me a hookup and you'll be able to talk to some of the other ministers or evangelists, preachers, etc. that are on that page. Okay? All right, everyone. Uh, for those of you who would like to sponsor or donate, there is a button at the bottom of this page. Feel free to choose whichever one you're interested in and click on that button. Okay? All right. I hope that this was really interesting. For me, this was really, you know, an eye-opener. I mean, I have read this twice before, but every time I read it, you know, it's like, wow, all over again. Uh, so much information that was kept out of the Bible uh, that has come to light through these books. And there is much more to come. Uh, so keep listening and keep reading. All right, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. Have a blessed evening and good night. Mm -hmm.